This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in this home and is the other person on this podcast. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. Instead of asking, how are you? I'm going to ask a weird question inspired by what I'm seeing. Uh, your your hair is uh, currently down, and it looks very very sparkly in the light. Uh, would you ever want hair like a Rapunzel length? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that sounds like a very uncomfortable fairy tale, and I say that as somebody who has had long hair, I would not want that. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I mean... I get if my hair right now is kind of toward the longest of what I let it get. And that's as long as it goes. It spends most of its time, as you know, because you live with me, most of its time up. And I like that. (laughs) I like being able to put my hair up. But that's a lot of hair. And like, yeah, when you can't just put it up, but you've got to like coil it and coil it and coil it. Like we were talking, you know, some serious neck muscle pains. You're going to need like weekly massages just because of your hair length. Yeah, yeah, no, and headbanging is impossible once you pile it up there. You cannot <laughs> listen to heavy metal music if you're a Rapunzel-type hairstyle. That was a different question than how are you, but perhaps how are you would have been better. I don't know, trying to change it up. Uh, we are excited to be back obsessing over something for this episode that I don't know how obsessed I am. I don't know if it's something that just fits in my life. I think there's a possibility that you are or have been obsessed with this. Mm. It's certainly part of our lives, close to our daily lives. We are going to obsess over fake meat. <laughs> uh, thank you for the little sting. Uh, it was a nice sting of discovery and not a sting of horror. We are entering the spooky times. Fake meat. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, so we're using the term fake meat because it's real fun to say. Uh, but I want to start with just definitions. How do you define this entire category of... Uh, vegetarian and vegan food that is sometimes trying to be a direct substitute or sometimes just kind of slots into the same sort of uh, element of the meal that meat would. How do you define all that term? <laughs> Very closely to how you just defined it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I would define it as, um, yeah, as, a, as food that is either meant to substitute for a meat product or, yeah, fits within that portion of a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever call it fake meat? I mean, we came up with that when we were talking about topics. And we're like, maybe we should talk about, like, veggie burgers and faking and all the things, individual things. I was like, yeah, let's do an episode called fake meat. But do you have a term for yourself in your in your own mind for this category of food? Well, here I thought I called it fake meat. Did you? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I know a lot of stores are calling it, like, plant-based protein. Yeah. Um. But so much of it, to me, originally started from, we're trying to pretend this is a hamburger, but it's not, <laughs> you know, things like uh, garden burgers and whatnot. Right. That that's, I think of it in my head as sp- fake meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But how do you feel about uh, plant-based protein? Does that sound like something that uh, you would eat if you were stranded on Mars to you? Or what do you oh, think of that term? I, I like the term. I I would absolutely eat plant-based protein um yeah i i have gotten very used to it having its own section in the grocery stores and so sometimes when they have 
the fake meatballs next to the turkey meatballs next to the real meatballs. I'm like, what, what, what? I, it's so easy to grab the wrong thing here. We need ball clarity. So if mm-hmm. one very clearly says plant-based protein balls, you're yeah. like, you're all in. Yep, exactly. <laughs> nice. So I want to talk about our fake meat journeys. Uh, I think you have probably had a longer one than I have, but <laughs> what is your fake meat journey? When and why did you start eating fake meat? Mm. Um, you know, I do, I do not remember like my first fake meat experience. It was probably some version of like a veg of a garden burger or veggie burger. Yeah. Um, garden burger, morning star, veggie burgers were some of the early ones on the scene. Yeah. Um, there were some early ones in the UK on the scene when I was going to school there. On the scene makes uh, the fake meat sound so <laughs> hip driving in their, uh, you know, cars. I remember being... They're plant-based cars. They're pl- plant-based ex- fueled cars. Yeah. Totally. I remember being very impressed by the, um, I think it was more of the vegetarian options, but I think it was specific, some of it was specifically fake meat that was getting a lot of press from Linda McCartney in the late 90s. Right, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so just remember that being like, ooh, this is a thing I can find that I couldn't always find where I was, and um, I was already a vegetarian. So, um, So, yeah, I would say, you know, restaurants, because a lot of restaurants, it used to be that your options as a vegetarian, if you were at kind of a little bit more like hamburger-style place, it was get a salad or get a veggie burger, if you were lucky, and that's what they had on the menu. So that was usually where I started eating it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense for the actual fake meat. But I I think I'm interested even in the beginning of being a vegetarian, right? Now, Mm. because if you become a vegetarian or want to be vegan now, particularly if you're in, you know, uh, a city, um, it's really, really easy to -hmm. say like, okay, if I take all of these things out of these meat things out of my menu, I can slot in all of these other products. I, I can go to a store, I can go to almost any grocery store and I can pick out of the three different versions, right? Mm -hmm. When you first started being a vegetarian, was there a sense of like, great, I am going to get protein from beans and rice forever? Was there, were these things already around that you could go like, oh yeah, when the rest of the family's having burgers, I'll just have this? Um, I think they were around a little bit. I was not as uh, conscious and proactive about like, I'm going to make sure I'm eating my proper proteins as um, maybe I should have been or could have been. Um, I feel like it, they weren't, they weren't everywhere because a lot of places, the other option, which I do not consider fake meat because it's a real food, (laughs) um, would be like, okay, here's your hamburgers. Here's your portobello mushroom. Oh, right. You know, was, was often like, this is the quote meat substitute was portobello mushroom, which fine by me. I still love portobello mushrooms to this day. So, um, but that is its own food, so that's not the topic of today's yeah, conversation. Yeah, you have stuffed some amazing cheese into portobello mushrooms <laughs> for us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a great question. I don't I don't have a really strong um, reaction to it. I, although I will say, like, early, like, it was, to me it was very much about, like, with early, this is semi-answering your question, like, with early fake meat products, um, a lot of it was about texture as different places and people tried to find different like what's their version of it mm. um and but i don't feel like like i didn't i don't think that i ate them a lot until i was probably cooking for myself okay and then you probably did you become more aware of them as you went to restaurants and like you were saying it, it, you if you were lucky it was a, a substitution option yeah yeah i mean it was much more for me a, a restaurant food okay 
more just because like at home I could cook whatever I wanted. Yeah. And, and here uh, come the mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. And in restaurants, a lot of times, you know, if, if I was just going wherever like the group was going, that was going to be the option. Yeah. If I was lucky. Okay. Uh, so did you do you feel like you had a moment in your life that the fake meat world opened up before you and things were more, you had a lot more options. Oh, totally. In the last, um, this is very rough, I'm going to say like 15 years. Okay. Things have completely changed. Um, both the number of, the number of companies making um, fake meat products has um, expanded so greatly. Um, so you're not just limited to like, the two or three brands that you were once upon a time. Um, also the different, uh, you know, like with sharing recipe sites and things like now it's like, okay, you want fake ground beef, just mash up some calf shoes and put other things in it. Like <laughs> the things you can do at home that aren't all like the amount of things that aren't soy based because yeah. originally a lot of things were soy based. Um, so that's huge. And then I would say the other big, so uh, certainly like internet you know, has yeah. made us all talk a lot more about it. But then with the development in, I don't know how old they are, let's say 10 years. I have no idea. Um, but with the development specifically of some of the fake meats that their goal was was not um, vegetarians need something to eat, but their goal was let's convince meat eaters that this is meat yes. um, with the development of like Beyond Meat and Impossible. Um, I think that also totally changed uh, the landscape. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you, did, did you have an emotional journey at all? You start out as a vegetarian and I'm, I assume there's frustrations. I am going to say that from my perspective, there has sometimes been frustrations where we end up in a restaurant and there aren't many options or that kind of thing. Uh, what have you felt, uh, is, is it a good emotional journey to get to this place where you feel like there are a lot more options? How do you, how do you feel about it? How does it affect your life? Oh, I love that there's a lot more options because because there's options. I admit it makes me eat fake meat a lot more than I used to. I just it wasn't part of um, like for a long time. It just wasn't really part of what I made. I just didn't consider it. I just made food with fruits and vegetables yeah. and grains and just like I didn't I didn't miss it because I hadn't been it had been so long since I had been a meat eater <laughs> that it, that wasn't part of what a meal was to me. Yeah. So I think honestly, part of it was, um, once you and I were married, there is much more of a, you kindly, um, are happy to eat vegetarian. Um, but I think at one point you're like, what if we added more fake meat into our diet mm. so that there's kind of a, a pretense of meat. Uh, and I was like, okay, sure. Let's try it. That seems like a weird idea, but go for it. Um, and then uh, there's been a lot of things that I've discovered that I really like. Nice. Yeah. I mean, our journeys are certainly connected. I yeah, mean, I think course. for me, it was definitely, I was, uh, raised in a house household that, uh, ping ponged back and forth. Uh, there was an effort when I was quite young to be like, the stereotype of the time being like the hippie granola. There was a hippie granola phase where we went to like uh, natural food stores and we went to co-ops and sometimes dinner was just a plate of, to me, horrific dry lima beans <laughs> that made my soul <laughs> sad. Uh, but then it kind of, the, the general dining took a big swing back to meats, particularly fast food places. So um, I think it took me a little while but then when a lot of the, the sort of 
almost absurd fake meat products started to come out. Mm-hmm. My family bought them. And I think the beginning of my like, actually, I really want to eat things that are a clear substitute for actual meat is the, I believe, Morningstar bacon mm-hmm. that a lot of people call fakin. That mm-hmm. is, it, uh, to me, it has a great taste. It always has. And it's painted to look like bacon. It is not even remotely <laughs> convincing. It is sort of like, uh, almost like if you asked a junior high kid to build like a prop of a submarine and they just have some painted flats. And it's like, that's not a submarine. It's just kind of the idea of a submarine. I feel like that's the level of like <laughs> abstract art that is the Fakin of the like little, the little color patterns on the Fakin. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I always dangerously have liked to comedy order and comedy eat if I can. And I think when I saw those, I was like, yeah, let's get those. That's a funny joke. Uh, and then it tasted great. And it was, I think to me, that was the beginning of like, oh, my approach to this is they are they're Yeah, they're substitutes, but they're a different thing. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't necessarily be uh, combined. Uh, or, or the, so I guess what I'm saying is I liked like early garden burgers, veggie burgers when you and I made them early on. They'd, they'd usually be like, you know, they, they would have like, beans in them and they would clearly by eye by your eye be made of vegetables mm-hmm. they were a different thing right mm-hmm. and right. The, the early veggie burgers i had at restaurants where i substituted a veggie patty it was like very clearly made of vegetables <laughs> <laughs> uh and i think i've never been excited about the we're trying to make it the same as meat i'm not a big fan of the impossible or the beyond because it's just like they're two different things and they're both good Mm -hmm. i don't need my fake meat to be meat Mm -hmm. yeah so that's uh, that's been my emotional journey and my grump about (laughs) the fake meat that is not confident to just be itself yeah would you like the impossible burgers better if they were painted (laughs) to look like weird um like i mean you put the real like lettuce and tomatoes and whatever on them but if they're like painted to already have the um what are those called like the toppings on it oh yeah if they're paint if it had like painted tomato and onion (laughs) yeah i don't even like onions on on burgers but yeah no i think if they if they had if you bit into them and they had somehow created cartoon juice that is the comedy (laughs) order that i would want if they had painted juice on the interior okay more comedy needed (laughs) yes (laughs) if they're basically like uh they're fake meat that squirts yeah that's upsetting anyway (laughs) Uh, so we both do eat a lot now. I, I still eat meat out in um, public sometimes and, and, uh, when we go to restaurants, but I'm perfectly content having lots of different, uh, veggie burgers and veggie sausage and veggie sloppy joes. And it's all, it's all great. I love it. Um, which leads me to my next question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite fake meat? Ooh. Oh, um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might have a few. Okay. But the one that I'm thinking of right now is the one that I mentioned earlier, which is veggie meatballs. Uh, tell me more about yeah, the veggie so meatballs. In particular, this is, um, so I really liked the veggie meatballs that they had at Trader Joe's, mm. which they have not carried, at least at the Trader Joe's that I go to, for like eight months. I walk past that freezer section all the time to see like, is it back? 
did you just change suppliers? Was it a supply chain issue? Where are we? <laughs> you added turkey meatballs. Where's my meatballs? Where are my plant-based protein balls? Yeah, and we didn't eat them that often, but I just, there is something about having them, uh, we would often have them like for Christmas Eve mm. with having mashed potatoes and meatballs. I think because I have, I have like, I have an affinity for meatballs as a food that I have not eaten in the real meat form in a long, long time. And even when I did, I very rarely ate them. Like that was also a special food. But the fact that they're like, ooh, these veggie meatballs, that can also be special food. But actually, maybe we could just add them to our pasta sometimes. I really <laughs> um, enjoy it. So those were special to me. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> that that was just a massive level up because we eat a decent amount of uh, pasta. So adding those meatballs added a different texture, added some more protein. Oh amazing yeah yeah uh for myself my favorite will always be the the faking with the the paint job amazing uh but the fake meats that i've really been enjoying are um not breakfast sausages but like sausage sausages like uh Mm. we went to the german restaurant the restaurant in los angeles worst house uh i have no idea if i said that correctly um but that was like perfect because it's the experience, right? It has all of the kind of unique uh, flavors and spices. I think it was a kind of like a pear, apple, something, mm-hmm. uh, cardamom. I don't remember what it was. It was fancy and it was delicious. <laughs> but so so it gave me like the flavor experience of a meat sausage without the grease and without trying to fool me, right? Like there's something about the texture yeah. It's just like the texture of fake meat is like it's it's thicker, you know, it's not as greasy. And I like that. I like like I feel like you're being honest with me, food. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. And your flavor. So that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great, great example. We have had yeah, that one. I also had the vegan sausage, believe it or not. Oh yeah, vegan even. Um and uh there's another or similar one that we've had at home a few times, which is delicious. Um, and just a side note, I do love how often I'm like, hmm, I think that this fake meat is real meat. And I have you taste it. You're like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, you don't even, sometimes you don't even have to taste it. You just look at it. You're like, no, this is not. But it's been so long. And I don't mean it's like, la, 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 it's been so long. But it's just, I have no sense of what real meat is supposed to taste like. And so if it tastes different from what I expect fake meat to taste like, I'm like, oh, it must be meat. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, and I think that's fascinating because I think flavors have gotten so much closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly appearances have gotten so much closer. Even textures have gotten closer. Here, This is a, a gross thing. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> it's amazing sometimes when fake meat is like, that sticks in my teeth in exactly the same way real meat does. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's the, it's the, it's often it's the texture, but it's also, it's the grease. You can't fake <laughs> meat grease, and science shouldn't even try. Um, you said you had more than one favorite, so do you have another? Well, I mean, I have so many would be the real issue, and there's going to be like five more that I think of as soon as we finish. So my other one, this is ridiculous, um, and apparently I'm just thinking about holidays and fake meat. I think I'm one of the few people on the planet who likes this fake meat. It's the butt of all the jokes. Nobody <laughs> likes it. I love tofurkey. Uh, roast like the little roast that you get that you make um your dad gets a ton of the credit for this because he would make tofurkey roast for thanksgiving dinner and uh, then when we moved out here you're like will you share your secret sauce with us so we can recreate it out here in los angeles and he kindly did 
and I love making it, but I love Tofurky Roast. Yeah, you, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's the one that just upsets reality. It turns yep. everything upside down <laughs> because it, I, I know maybe maybe uh, maybe I haven't had the most uh, well-prepared turkey ever in my many years on this planet, but turkey is always a little dry to me. And the Tofurky is actually juicier, has more flavor. Uh, so I love that. I love that little ball of plant-based protein yep yep it's not it is its own thing i feel like whatever you can say it's trying to pretend it's a turkey it's not it's just its own little tofurkey thing and that one is very much a processed you know if we're looking at fake meat and some are more processed and some Mm. are less processed like there's some different veggie burgers that are out there now that are much more about like we're going to be made out of vegetables, um, kind of like maybe you think of old school veggie burgers, but you can buy them in the store and we don't have a ton of extra ingredients. And we're much healthier for you because we're much less processed. This is not that. This is its own <laughs> processed food. And I we have it once a year and I love every bite of it. Yeah. And sometimes they're hard to find. And I think you bought one this year in what, uh, <laughs> July? And it's just sitting there in our freezer. It's staring yeah. at me. I can see it. From yep. where we're sitting. It was apartment. there. You don't pass up the tofurkey roast when it's there because Ooh. it will not be there later. No, with orange glaze, amazing. Mm. Uh, do you have a kind of a f- uh, fake meat that you dislike, that you actively are like, that's BS meat? Mm. I'm not a big fan of garden burgers. Mm. Like the original garden burger. They're crumbly. They don't have, I now I haven't had one in years. They might have changed. But to me, they always fell apart and didn't have good taste or texture either of their own or of trying to be something else yeah um and that's yeah not a big fan yeah i've had some garden burgers that i've really enjoyed but then some have had this really upsetting quality to me i like i like that they are clearly not trying to be a burger they are their own thing right and sometimes i'll like the flavor but then you like you hit a bean or something and it slips out in the structural integrity of the patty is gone or there's this like weird cavity and i don't like encountering weird cavities in foods as i eat <laughs> i want to be prepared for all cavities before i eat so i'm with you on that one uh let's get to uh, some of the modern stuff that's going on there is this trend like you were talking about to name fake meat basically like their old pulp magazines the impossible burger the beyond burger what absurd name would you like for fake meat the Extra- extravagant burger. <laughs> the extravagant burger. Would it have like a gold leaf? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit of gold mm-hmm. leaf. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would like every word that Stanley used to describe superheroes. I need the incredible. I need the uncanny. I need the amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe I need like a just a. Maybe I need like a tragedy burger, like enough of these like ones that say (laughs) these are all like science fiction titles, like impossible beyond. Maybe we need some like weird tales or or horror titled burgers. I'll I'll (laughs) let you eat those. You can have the comedy burgers and the horror burgers. Yeah. The shadow burger. (laughs) Okay, I'd eat that one. Okay, fair enough. Uh, How do you feel about that? That. Because that, to me, felt like this new wave a couple of years ago, right? Impossible and beyond. The names are really exciting. And their whole thing is like, you will not even know it's not me. Do you, do you like that sort of that perspective and that bombast? <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah. Who doesn't like bombast with their food? 
<laughs> can imagine as like a little mini environmentally friendly fireworks going off every time you eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, to me, it makes me feel like I'm taking some sort of challenge. Like normally I like bombast. Normally I like things that sound like pulp magazines, but there's something about the impossible and the beyond that feels like I'm on a hidden camera show always like mm-hmm. in the way it's advertising. Like, did you know that wasn't what you thought you ate? It makes me feel like I'm on some like weird, dumb fear factor <laughs> show or something. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure about that advertising trend. Sorry to be so negative, but it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm trying to be so positive. <laughs> uh, what fake meat pairs best with a martini? Mm. Ooh. Ooh, sorry, just the, my mouth is just going to want all the fake meats now. I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and say that um, fake apple sage sausage, vegan sausage that you were talking about. Mm, yeah, it paired well with a, a dark German beer, so I'm sure it would pair well with uh, a martini. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, an old tradition with meat products of having the animal advertise their own meat. You know, yeah. like cartoon pigs and cows should fake meat have as their logo, like cartoon plants or yeah. <laughs> cartoon soybeans. Totally. Uh, the scientists who developed it. Uh, it's not quite the same thing. But do you think that that very odd tradition of like, you know, you go to a diner and there's a big neon pig going, come inside and eat me. Uh, do you want that for for veggies okay well that's just a disturbing image i know it's there uh, yeah i mean so imagine it you've got like little animated grain and little animated peas and little animated carrots and beets and soybeans and they're like la 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 we're going for a picnic let's hop on this bun and then you see the top of the bun like go shrunk, and then it pops back up and it's become a veggie burger yeah Oh, I love that. Yeah, I I guess I think I am realizing that I have some deep ignorance of the things I'm actually eating. So let's take, for example, those meatballs you're talking about that we like. Yeah. What what is it actually made out of science? Like what (laughs) what 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 am I eating? Is it is it plant based? So those I don't actually know uh, because I don't always read a lot of them are. (laughs) So the logo is just a giant question mark. Come in and have. Right. But that'd be kind of nice. But like there's. um. There's a, a version of veggie burger that we got recently that's specifically root veggies based. So it's still going to have like some of the ingredients that hold it together. Um, so those are going to be some of the like questionable shadowy figures in the back. But you you don't see everything. Well, I guess maybe you do see everything that goes into a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have uh, like the onions or whatever like that are being. Right. Yeah. So maybe we don't have everything. But you've got like the main things. You've got your soybeans if it's a soy based one but otherwise you've got like your beets and turnips and like whatever's <laughs> going into the root vegetable one we recently bought speaking of last time's ex- episode about ikea and plant balls uh also meatballs that i'm obsessed with yeah they're great um, they, they have spe- a flag in them they do a little vegetarian flag and they're specifically pea protein okay so it made <laughs> But I, how of, that's made, I have not re- researched. I don't but know. are they made out of peas, like P-E-A, pea protein? It says P-E-A protein, pea okay. protein. So I would assume there's some peas in there, but maybe that's an assumption that I'm making that I shouldn't. So how would you feel if uh, you were going to purchase some plant balls 
from Ikea, mm-hmm. and they had a large smiling cartoon pea, and then there was like a syringe stuck inside the pea that was extracting whatever nutrients are used to make the maple. <laughs> oh, oh, Sarah, Sarah's face uh, uh, told me the answer to the question. I mean, here's my maybe just kind of general rule of thumb. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about syringes <laughs> to advertise food. I am right there with you. It yeah. is not a good idea. It's a fun comedy idea. <laughs> but is that is it really any weirder than seeing like a cow advertising hamburger? I mean, I th- to me that's weird too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I suppose the cow doesn't usually just like it have any accoutrement that we've gone into uh, the <laughs> life transition. I mean, there's not usually. <laughs> sorry in advance for this. <laughs> Like, not usually like an axe sticking out of its neck. Right? Uh, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, they're always they're always so perky about it. So it would be like three three peas, you know, in a pod, just in a happy, pod, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Oh man. So okay, I want to combine a couple of the questions we've had. Yeah. You get to be in charge of making a uh, a fake meat product. Okay. And you get to name it whatever you want. It gets to be whatever uh, food stuff you want. And it gets to have whatever sort of uh, big over-the-top mascot that you want. Mm. Do you have a picture of how all of these different things might uh, come together? Mm. Yes, I do. I'm creating it as I blink my eyes and think. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be, I mean, we talked about, I've been talking a lot about veggie burgers. But veggie burgers, we've been around for a while. Let's Let's go toward these sausages. Yeah. So we're going to do the veggie sausages. Yeah. And it's going to be made with, right? You wanted to know what it's made with? Yeah. So it's going to be made with um, some grains. Okay. And some beets and some thyme, because I like to put thyme in basically everything. <laughs> and it's going to be marketed with um, a happy field. <laughs> and the field is going to be a field that has it's a it's a diverse field. You've got your grains growing there. You've got your beets growing underground. Maybe around the perimeter, you've got some thyme and oregano and other spices, and you've got the happy farmer watering everything. Oh, that's beautiful. And then you've just got like a big. <laughs> this is a large package. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe the image. Yeah, you just wanted what the marketing was, right? Yeah, the marketing is the happy field. The happy field. See, yep. that makes sense to me because it does have a little correlation of like as weird as the pig and cow thing is, there's a truth of, well, this is the thing that you recognize and the food is coming from this. Mm-hmm. And without getting into the individual ingredients, by having a, a field of things healthily growing from the ground, right? And especially if you have a little farmer there waving. Yeah, uh, like watering with watering. like an old-fashioned watering can. A reasonable amount, yeah. not an excessive amount. You know? Hand-watered vegan <laughs> sausage. That's what I right? want. Like, isn't that sound so much better than the one that's like, hello, I am horror sausage. What you see is the inside of the chemical factory, and here's the husk, and I'm using my syringe to inject it. Ha-ha, eat me. That is very close to what I want, okay. uh, what you just described, because I, I want to I want to comedy. Nobody, nobody would eat this, but I would want a... a bacon strips mm-hmm. and i would want the product to be called uh the bacon that cannot be known to just <laughs> lean into the the pulp title and then what i would want is to accurately figure out all of the ingredients 
and then uh, mush them together in a sort of Frankenstein's monster way, uh, but then sort of uh, backlight it so you can't clearly see what all the ingredients are. You just see this <laughs> bulbous, lurking horror, but the bacon is delicious. Is it laying on like a Frankenstein's monster bed, like coming together with electricity shooting into it? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, well, what, what would be the equivalent of uh, electricity? What brings all the ingredients together in the making of fake meat? Vats. Vats. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just a laser, giant Tesla coils <laughs> and, and lasers just shooting into this uh lurking delicious abomination right yeah why not i I feel like there's also i think i think part of me is a little bit of that impossible and beyond it's it's got a little bit of that like i don't know just kind of over the top uh you know so i feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna be over the top uh, let's subvert it a little bit and have fun with it yeah i love it i love it mine is totally over the top too because it's None of it is just vegetables. Okay, maybe some of it. But yeah. Most of it is. There's other things in it to stick it all together. Well, that that would be a great uh, uh, name for the product. The other things sausage. <laughs> <laughs> in the Stranger Things themed place. Did you give me a title for your veggie sausage? Oh no, I totally forgot. You got the nice farmer. Uh, yeah. Watering the fields. What's the title? Sorry for this one in advance for you. Field of green sausage. <laughs> Would the sausage be literally green? No. No. Okay. So no. green in it, attitude. It's my play on field of dreams. Sorry. <laughs> it is just fine. Just fine. Uh, here's another upsetting question for you. <laughs> Yay. Should there be fake meat products that have real meat smell? <sighs> No. Okay, we'll see this. And this is where I think there are different, there are different audiences. Surprise, surprise. Um, To me, no, that's like, that sounds so repulsive. But also to me, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Impossible Meat. I do like Beyond Burgers. I can't tell you why they're different, but that's my personal preference. Um, But the like, ooh, we want something that tastes more like, more like ground beef or more like mm. a hamburger. Like you can't tell if it's real or not. Like that, I I don't need that. I already can't tell if it's real or not. Like <laughs> I don't need the smell. I do not miss the smell. Like none of that is appealing to me. But I think there is an audience that that is appealing to for people who are trying to eat less meat and fully in favor of that. Like yeah. let's try to eat less meat. So if that's what does it is over here, you've got the fake meat aroma snatch scratch and sniff sticker on the product great you go buy that one and i'm gonna buy the one where the sticker fell off it's no longer working and i don't yeah. have to smell it because that would make me not want to eat it yeah i mean uh, totally understandable Sorry, it was an upsetting question <laughs> uh, i was uh, i was going for a reaction and i got one uh no i think a lot of uh fake meat does have a meat spell because of the the spices right and mm. like that's what i like so much about that vegan sausage that I had at the German restaurant. So I think there is a little bit of that. But just from a comedy perspective, there, it really amuses me to have, like, you know, some some great uh, patty uh, that does have very specific, like, maybe it has, you know, red pepper, you know, uh, it's coated in red pepper, so it smells like, you know, grilling meat with, uh, with peppers. Uh, and that still isn't enough for someone. And that, that the actual package would come with the scratch and stuff. So, like, with one hand, you could be biting it. <laughs> you scratch and you smell and you bite and you smell and you bite and you smell and you bite. Tell you what, when we get to the time when our food comes out of 
like in our homes, we have the little modern like Star Trek machine like replicator and you just like push the button and it comes out, but it has no inherent smell because it's chemicals. Then I want scratch and sniff. Oh, yeah. But I want my scratch and sniff to be like, this is what fake meat smells like. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Picard can do that. Not that he would want to. Could he say, Earl Grey, hot, uh, smells like whiskey. <laughs> There's no whiskey Yeah, in it, could but... you like change what it smells like or does it have to smell like the thing that it's supposed to be? I just don't know science. And that is a tragedy. Uh, <laughs> if you could travel back in time and offer fake meat to any historical or celebrity figure, who might it be? Oh, um, wow. That's a great question. I wish I knew my vegetarian history better because I'd be like, hey, person who tried really hard to be a vegetarian when it was much harder. Here, have this. And they'd be like, what is this crazy witchcraft? Um, okay, I'm going to offer um, some fake meat to, um, who am I going to offer what to? I'm going to offer, you know what? I'm going to offer some fake meatballs to some early Vikings. <laughs> In their own homeland? Yep. Yeah, let's keep them there. Yep. Uh, you you would come ashore to Viking land yep. and say, unlike you, I am not here to raid. I am here with bounty. Mm-hmm. How, what do you, I mean, what do you think? Uh, something that it looks like meat. It sometimes does smell like meat. It sometimes, uh, you know, really does taste like meat. But there is also something that clearly, I think, especially if you, you know, live in a culture where you produce the meat. You mm-hmm. kill the animal and you make the meat. How do you think Vikings might react? Mm-hmm. Well, like many things, I think the children would thoroughly enjoy it and the adults would think I was a witch. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that truly is the biggest problem. Uh, here's my wild answer. William Henry Harrison. Uh, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the president whose marketing campaign gave us the word booze, if my history is correct, which I got from a historical society, so it better be. <laughs> Uh, and the president who died in a short period of time. They're already such an interesting uh, president to have be kind of like uh, have the odd historical record, right? So then if also when William Henry Harrison uh, was giving his, you know, record-breaking inauguration speech, if I were able to interrupt it and give him some faking, (laughs) (laughs) it would only make him uh, more of the fun, weird president to know. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, before we move on to making noises and all that, do you have any other uh, like big picture ideas, any summation of your uh, your thoughts on fake meat? Mm, I want to know other people's favorite fake meats. Mm. I think it's very easy for me, at least, to get into a fake meat rut. Mm-hmm. Like I, we do sometimes. I'm like, oh, this is a new thing that I haven't seen, and I'd like to try it. But I think it's. Um, it's easy to have it just become a thing that you don't think about and you just get the same thing. Unless your favorite meatballs are taken away. Um, but then you find new ones at Ikea. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I want to hear what other people's favorite fake meats are. Yeah, okay, that What is should great. we try? Yeah, yeah. You blew my mind the day that you came home with the ground beef. Fake mm. meat. Uh, that has so many great purposes. We use it in burritos. You've made sloppy joes out of it. And mm-hmm. it is just like, I don't ever need to eat, you know, actual ground beef again. Because mm. I get everything I want in more out of that. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah that's, that one's pretty good. So what noise can you make to sum up your interest in fake meat? Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> uh, that is, I'm sure, the sizzle of the fake meat and the sizzle of our great promotions. <laughs> Exactly. The farmer and the faking monster. Yep. Exactly. Working together. So uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, are you obsessed with fake meat and how much? I mean, I would have said no because I would have thought like, oh, obsessed means like, oh, I want to try each new thing as it comes out. But I do actually think about it a fair amount. And I do as much as I don't know what some of the things that we've eaten for a long time are made out of because I just bought them and now I just keep buying them. See previous statement about rut. I do um like to look at new ones and be like, ooh, what are how are how is this changing? How's this field changing? Mm, yeah. So I mean maybe a seven, which for me is pretty obsessed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm gonna give myself a solid five because mm. it's not the thing that I go to bed thinking about and wake up thinking about in the morning, but it's a big part of my actual diet. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm very conscious of wanting it to be a part of my diet. Like that, when we went to uh, the German restaurant, even even the server was a little like, "Oh, oh, you're gonna try that, huh?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Have one meat sausage and one non-meat sausage. The two can mix. Yeah, because they can just be enjoyed for what they are. That's probably my my big summation of like, mm. I think that I enjoy them fake meat because it isn't a substitute it's a different food Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's why i kind of wanted to start our conversation with i'm saying fake meat in a kind of jokey way but to me it's not fake meat it's another food yeah and that's the best that's the way for us to understand them because meat got here first Jeez, (laughs) mean but uh, so i'm getting myself a five because i also have strong opinions and if people started uh discussing like at a party uh, their favorite uh, fake meat or veggie or vegan things, I would I would be like all in it in with the opinions, and I'm yeah. always like, you have you had the fake in with the painted bacon thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably obsessed with that. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna ask you tomorrow morning. Are you? Did you wake up thinking about fake meat? <laughs> I might. I might. We'll see. I will uh, try to dream. Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. My dream will go. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find you? Um, you can find me every so often on Twitter at Sarah underscore Scrimshaw. <laughs> just being honest. That is just fine. Uh, not spending a lot of time there, which is totally understandable. Uh, I am spending all too much time on social media, and you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can also follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. Info on upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff like that, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Very soon, October 7th through the 9th, I will be at the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival in Portland, Oregon. Uh, A short film I made called Unboxing the Cosmos uh, will be screened there. And then I'm doing a couple of other uh, short, fun comedy bits. So if you're in the Portland area or you're planning to travel uh, to the Lovecraft Film Festival, uh, please come and say hello. Uh, I also want to uh, continue to ask people for their help because they've been so kind in answering the call. Uh, I got some big plans for uh, both my Patreon and my YouTube page. And I'm trying to get the YouTube page monetized again, but I need some more subscribers and I need some more watch hours. So if you're on YouTube and want to give me a subscribe, that would be great. Uh, I am posting some old episodes of Obsessed that have a, a fun picture and then you can listen to the audio. So if you'd like to listen to Obsessed 
uh, old episodes of Obsessed on YouTube. That is a huge help because it racks up those hours watched. So if you're interested in that, you can go to youtube.com slash C slash Joseph Scrimshot Comedy. Finally, you can support uh, Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. All right. Final question, as always, is what is happiness? Happiness is sitting in a field eating a veggie sausage. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Okay, so in the realm of fake meat as its own product, but still as in fake meat, is there any meat product that you would not want to see turned into a fake meat product? Oh, wow. Um, maybe a Juicy Lucy, the, the <laughs> burger that has cheese inserted into the middle. Yeah, because the, it's, it's the grease, meat, and the cheese. Hmm. Yeah. There might be... The, the, the problem with the Juicy Lucy is it's incredibly delicious, but the hot cheese explodes in your mouth. And I feel like the first little nibble at the edge of the burger, the hot grease prepares you for the hot cheese. And I need the preparation. <laughs>